going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. The bar. Yes, yes, yes. So we're back again with another episode of the VAR Bar. I am your host doing the absolute most, Andrew, a.k.a. Rapping Drew, live from the W, joined by my fellow compadres, also from the W. How are we doing, gents? We good. I'm good. Local, man. Feel, feeling good, yeah? Live from the W. Of course, Money Mitch is in the building, our special guest. Where you been? Uh, I've just been, you know, taking some time out for myself. <laughs> I'm back now. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> don't worry. It's good to see that when I come back, I left at the top. Arsenal was still at the top. Uh, I come back, Arsenal was still at the top anyway. So yeah, nothing's changed. All right, man. Say less, say less. Hopefully, a good ending for you. Um, as usual, man. We've got a lot to go through, but um, let's start off with a quiz. We're gonna play. Who am I? Obviously, what I'm gonna do is I've got three, four players for you guys. Eat, you know. One player each. Um, I got four points. Are you basically? You guys basically have to guess who I'm, who I am. Um, I will say that this particular this particular section is pretty hard to be honest, and I made it extremely <laughs> ambiguous. But of course, y'all are the ball knowers, so it should be easy. Um, Char, you're the first one. Of course, I am. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. What's your record with this? What's your, what's your record with this actually? One in one, man. Sailors, no. sailors, not mm. a sh- not a shalom thing, yeah. Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sailors. Alright, let me start then. Um, point one: I was bought to replace Samuel Eto'o at Inter, but failed to live up to expectations. Mm-hmm. Um. Second one. Yeah. My dad played in two World Cups. Um. This is a tough one. Um, next one. I was named the best player at the 2010 World Cup. Oh, oh, oh um, <laughs> um, what's his face? Uh, uh, how long have I got? <laughs> D- Diego Fulan? Fulan? Yeah, yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, it was the World Cup one that got me to be honest because the rest of it was like, eesh. <laughs> mm. To be honest, man, I didn't even know he was named the best player. I thought he won more than Luke, but... Yeah, he was. Even Triple that was wrong. Innit? Fair enough. Mm. All right, cool. Press, you're next, man. All right. All right, so first point one. I have played in two World Cups and two Euros. Okay, next one, please. Mm. <laughs> okay alongside Dutch and English I also speak German fluent wow <laughs> okay next one please Raw, that research <laughs> no, I'm joking uh, I was the I was the first ever recipient of the Golden Boy Award ooh ah no, no, no. It's not the person I thought it was, actually, no. Um, have I got one more, yeah? I know, this one still. Yeah, you got one more. <laughs> yeah, go for it, please. 
Go for so it. So for um, most of my career, I have yeah. worn the number 23 on the back of my shirt. Ah, oh, that one still. So man's goat boy. Um, so man's left footed goat. Bro, come on, man. Wait a minute, you're giving them tips. Time, man. Nah. Come on, my child. There's this. See, brothers. <laughs> that was low key a giveaway, man. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Vanderbilt. You're trying to style it out now and pretend yeah. you don't know. Yeah, 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 I lie, I, I lie. I'm not, nah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not one. gonna lie. Yeah, that, that left footed <laughs> thing was the giveaway. I can't. Sorry, lie. lads. Sorry, man. I got excited. Char Jesus me, man. Christ, brothers, man. <laughs> uh, he would never do that for you, no, Mitch. Nah, he wouldn't. I know he wouldn't. <laughs> At least you know, man. All right, cool. <laughs> um, Strizza, this one's for you, man. Yeah, man. Let's go. All right. So, point one, I've played in the 2002 World Cup and Euro 2012. All right, next one, because that's just... All right, cool. <laughs> I was even in the UEFA Team of the Year in 2002. Next. <laughs> I am a two-times Premier League winner. Yeah, I, I shagged you with this one, man, but you're pretty good with this. Two-time Premier League winner. Um, 2002. Well, mum was like seven or something. So he's played, <laughs> he's played in the 2002, but he's, oh, he's also played in the Euro 2012. So he's been about. Okay, okay, okay. And he's won the Prem twice. He's won the Prem twice and he's been uh, is that, um, in the UEFA any, Team of the Year in 2002. Yeah, one more. You've got one more. Yeah, boss, we one more. <laughs> I started my professional career at Blackburn Rovers and ended my career at Shamrock Rovers. No. <laughs> yeah, that's throwing me still. The, I don't, you know what? The first name that randomly came to my head was Damien Doff, but I don't know if that's correct. Is that is that the name you want to lock in? When I say Damien Doff. Yeah, because I'm thinking well done, man. Blackburn Rovers, he was at Blackburn. You got it, he was you got it. Yeah, nah, come, man. You got it, bro. <laughs> that, this Rizzi, yeah, he's probably the best in this, man. Facts. Hey, well, if I'm two and now, people are saying, anyway, man, people are my ops anyway. I clocked. <laughs> I clocked. Yeah, but... Well, you as well, yeah. Fam. <laughs> anyway, your, man. Your your thing doesn't stand out like Rizzi's, man. No, to be fair, yeah, fair play, no that's it. that was a good one. I cool. Money Mitch, you ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey. All right, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Your first touch after your first preseason, right. yeah? Yeah, I'm nervous. <laughs> All right, point one. I started my career at the same club my older, my older brother played at. Okay. Hold uh, on. Now, next question. I was very close representing Holland at international level, but eventually played for Ivory Coast. <laughs> hey. Uh, I know exactly who this is. Streets are Next narrowing one. it down for you, man. That's big. Next one. All right. 
I won the CAF Young Player of the Year award once. Jesus. Hmm. Mitch don't know about African ballers, man. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> hey. How many more have I got left? One more. <laughs> Alright, one more. Let's go. Alright, so apart from my first and last season, at my second and my most well-known club that I've played for, I managed to score 10 plus goals in all competition every single season. Bro, what apart from of, the first what and the last season. <laughs> what kind of hint is that? So, so, the hint, so the hint is, apart from my first and my last season at this particular club, and probably my most well-known club, I managed to score 10 plus goals in all competitions. So I was pretty prolific. But to be Holland. honest, the good hints came before this anyway. Could have played for Holland, but decided to play for Ivory Coast. That means they've played for a Dutch team. <laughs> he started his career at the same club his older brother played at. I mean, it sounds like you ain't got a clue, man. Uh, I ain't got a Solomon. You ain't got a Solomon, yeah? <laughs> you know what? You're long in it, man. Does yeah, anyone know the answer? Ooh, I'm talking, I think, isn't it? Colo I thought you said you knew it. This guy's saying, I think. Colo uh, uh, Toure? I think it's Solomon Kalu. Strizza? Hands yeah. down. That's you, yeah, you're the That's the thing. And my man said, I ain't got a Solomon I even gave well. him a clue, you know? <laughs> I yeah, even gave him a clue. I said, you ain't got a clue. Bro, yeah, when he said yeah, I got a Solomon, I, said, I, I thought he Solomon. was like trying to say. Nah, you didn't, bro. bro. Don't you try didn't that. Pick him. You didn't lock him in, Mitch. Allow it. Don't do. Don't embarrass yourself, <laughs> you mate. You didn't lock him in. Oh <laughs> man. Nah, bro. Nah, bro. Is it Bonaventure? Yeah, you know what? His older you know what? Nah. Yeah, Bonaventure's older brother, man. Yeah, yeah man. They started. They, he started his career at final, didn't it? So yeah. That's where we are. Mm. Mitch, man. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. But let's, but move, said, let's okay, keep but it moving. I, but, yeah, let's go. What? Go on. No, but what I was saying is, obviously, I said I ain't got a Solomon. That technically means... You didn't oh, know, Joe. Uh -huh. No, it doesn't. Oh, like, 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 you generally <laughs> didn't have a clue. <laughs> 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 uh, hey. Oh, man. Let's move on to Europe, man. The Champions League started again. Um, so let's quickly go through them fixtures. Uh, we'll start with Strizza and the Spurs, AC Milan v Spurs. Um, it, it was a game where I thought that Spurs dominated from... Dominated, is, is that the right word? Spurs played well, to be honest, and they were probably the better team. Um, but end, ended up losing 1-0. What happened there? Uh, I don't think we played well, personally. I think um, that AC Milan team's poor, man. They were there for the taking, but... We just don't create many chances. It felt like I don't remember a clear cut chance that we had, and I think they had two or three. And if they were a bit more clinical, the, the tie could have been over. So I'm just glad it's one nil. Um, we've got the second leg at home, and I think we can beat them at home, man. But obviously, we're a bit short in midfield. We had to play Saar and Skip. I thought Saar was fantastic on the night. Um, but yeah, man, just a lack of creativity. Just we just never really looked like scoring. So. Not too sure what to, to make of it, but yeah, man, it's not it's not over. It's not over, yeah. Did anyone did anyone else catch the game? Um, do you man think that Spurs will do the will do the damn thing? 
at their own ground. Yeah, I saw I saw parts of the game to be fair, not the full game. Um, and yeah, I think there's enough there for Spurs to at least think that um, that yeah they could potentially get something out of the game. Um, I think the first goal will be very crucial in the game. At that, I think if Milan get it, then it might be. To be fair, nah, I, I still I still I still back Spurs to actually go through. To be honest, um, I think Milan are are quite a poor outfit this season. So um, yeah, no, I expect Spurs to go through. To be fair. They're in horrible form as well, man. Mm-hmm. I thought Spurs was gonna gonna collect the dub there, but unfortunately they didn't. Um, and then obviously the next game on the same day was also PSG versus Bayern Munich, which ended up zero um, one to Bayern Munich. Um, a game where everyone expected it to be. I don't know. I don't know what what people expected to be honest, but we expected much more than what we received, uh, specifically from a PSG point of view. But I mean, I don't know who see, who watched this game, man. But for me, it was it was a disappointment, man. Big time, big time, big big disappointment, man. Especially, I think the game. Yeah, man. Yeah. For for what I know, PSG haven't been on, in the best form in the league at the moment. But I feel like you'd expect um, a lot more. I think when you think about PSG and what they're lacking at the moment, it's obviously the Champions League. They basically gear up their whole season to make sure that they're ready like, to go for the Champions League. And I just feel like that game, until Mbappe came on and really changed things, um, Bayern Munich didn't really get out of second gear. Um, I, think they, I think they were good, but mm. I don't think Bayern are a great team at the moment too. Um, so I expected PSG to have mm. a bit more of a go at them. But... Um, I still think PSG are definitely in the in, in the tie. Um, I think it's very similar to the Spurs game. To be honest, I think the first goal in the in the next game is going to be crucial. Um, but yeah, I think PSG will have enough on the night to maybe go through. Cause I still don't. I don't think Bayern um, have the sort of star quality um, like 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 PSG do. Yeah, facts. And then um, the the next English team, um, Dortmund v Chelsea, um, again. Um, I thought the English team was much better in this particular game. I kind of see this game as a smash and grab from Dortmund's perspective, but Prez, uh, Chelsea, man, we, we're going to go into much more depth about them later, but yep. Potter is not even doing it in Europe, man. Although, performance-wise, it was much better from them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, catch some, I caught some of this game as well, actually, and um, in terms of the chances that Chelsea had uh, over the course of the game they they definitely should have got the win um Jao Felix looks really bright um and he's probably been um their brightest player since he came into the team um you know other players that have uh, come in still finding their feet Enzo shows flashes but still not putting it together just yet Modric looks like he's lacking a bit of match fitness and a little bit out of sorts at times. Havertz, is, yeah, just doesn't look good at all. Um, I think I think they're desperately in need of uh, a focal point within this team. Um, obviously, Aubameyang has been dropped completely out of the Champions League team. Um, but yeah, I think they were unlucky not to, to, to go away with the win. But at the end of the day, you've got to take your chances and they didn't do that. But um, Adeyemi, man. my fair to them, man. Yeah, go on. <laughs> that's one but to be fair to them man their, their keeper was absolutely on form man no, what's the name Noble or Kobo or something, something like that Yeah, but he was moving brazy man yeah and heroic Adeyemi performance Enzo, man as she was about to say whew. man I, brother I didn't realise he was that quick Adeyemi I knew he had I knew he had burners but boy that was nuts mm. man and the composure to, to finish the way he did as well yeah props to him man 
Yeah, man. Shout out to Fufu, man. He's been taken. Klopp Bruges with Benfica. That was, yeah. Everyone expected uh, Klopp Bruges to lose 2-0 to Benfica. Did you, did you man know that Scott Parker week. was the manager there? Fam, I was so confused when I saw it on, on, I saw it on Sky. That I, I, I remember the rumours. I think I remember seeing it happen. But yeah, he probably he's a Champions League manager at the moment. Fam, from running Bournemouth into the ground to, to Champions League yeah, nights, man. you know. Fair Doing enough. Back in my pain. <laughs> I said running Bournemouth to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, respect Scotty man but yeah he ain't, he ain't doing he ain't doing shit there man um, um, and then yeah next week uh, we've got obviously uh, Tuesday Antrak Frankfurt v Napoli Vic O and number 77 about to pull up again um, I think that'll be an easy Napoli win against Frankfurt even though Frankfurt are pretty pretty decent they don't want they weren't they were in uh, Spurs' group weren't they yep mm-hmm yeah, so that'll be an interesting one. And then um, let me go to Mitch for this one. Liverpool, Real Madrid. Hey, Two Mad- teams. Mad- Mad- Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> Fam, what a meme, man. Madrid. <laughs> 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 yeah, Mitch, what are you telling me, man? Because obviously this is two teams that are not, you know, um, respectfully not, not playing informed. the same way that they did last season. Kind of out of form, uh, the finalists of last season, and now they're meeting in the round of 16, man. So, where's the tie swinging, you think? I think Liverpool are picking, picking up form at the right time. Um, the last few games, you know, you know what, the game against Newcastle, um, you held on, actually, to be fair, because I'd say the first sort of 10 minutes, they were, they were playing well. Um, and then, obviously, you got the, the, the goal. But I, think, I think it's a tough one to call. Um, who's at who's at home for the first round? Um, Anfield is going to be played at Anfield. Then I'd I'd say Madrid have got the the upper hand only because I always say the the return leg is at your home ground. You've got a better chance because anything can happen. You know you could you could beat them two nil at Anfield on, on on this week. But if the crowd's on their side at the Bernabeu, then they could end up winning three nil there as well. Um, so I mm. I think Real Madrid have got the upper hand. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. To be honest, but I think it's more to do with them them just having a better midfield than us, and we will probably most definitely play um, Trent and Henderson. So yeah, you know, any decent person that does the math will know that it might be peak for us. But you'll never know, man, what the magic of Anfield can do. And then obviously Wednesday we've got Inter Milan v Porto and RB Leipzig v Man, man City, who are also not inform themselves um let's go to the <laughs> let's go to the europa league then uh, which also had some decent ties ix v union berlin um was a game i was pretty much looking forward to watching but it was a disappointment in the end nil nil uh barcelona v manchester united was obviously the tie of the of this particular round um the match ended in 2-2 mm-hmm. um char let me go to you for this one man because yeah what did you expect prior to this game? Because you guys were thinking, yeah, your, your, your European adventure might be done. Yeah, man. I, I can't lie. I was, full, I was thinking we were going to get popped. Um, not necessarily because I, I know we've been playing really well recently, but um, I, I watched the, um, was it the Copa, Copa del Rey game versus Barca? That was in um, Saudi Arabia. Oh, the I Super that Cup. Game. Yeah, yeah, Super yeah. Cup. Super Cup, sorry, yeah. Um, and, bro, Barcelona popped Real Madrid off the park. 
and I was like, wow, mm. but like, they they look like a very serious outfit. But um, as the game went on, man, um, to be honest, it was, it was it was a great game for the neutral. Um, it was one of those games that like you blinked and it was forty five minutes, it was ready up, and you blinked again and it's like um, it was like the game was done. But um, in the end, uh, for me, that was probably the most enjoyable game of football I've watched United play in in a long, long time. Um, I really enjoyed sort of how we didn't. Because I thought what I thought that what we were going to do sit back and and basically hope for the best, not hope for the best, but like play on a break like we do in a lot of European games away from home. However, um, Ten Hag, um, you got to give him his, his his flowers, man. He's been um, very tactically astute in the last couple games. Um, he played Weghorst number ten. Um, he played Bruno, I think, on the right. Um, Rashford up top. Um, and yeah, man, it, we looked, we looked, we looked dangerous from the get go. Um, there was loads of combination play. Um, and yeah, in the end, it, it was a, a two, two I, I was actually quite disappointed that the game ended 2-2, man. I think that United could have and should have scored a lot more goals. I think we should have been at least four goals minimum by the, the amount of chances we, we actually created and, and wasted. But in the end, um, if you told me 2-2 away at uh, the new camp, I would have taken that. So we move, man. Four goals, press. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think Char, for the most part, he's hit the nail on the head there. Like, in terms of what I expected uh, to happen going into the game and what, what actually uh, transpired, two totally different things. I didn't expect us to, to, to get on a, a foot on the ball like we did and, and play as brave as we did. And, you know, so many times we go away to these uh, to these grounds in Europe, um, and we've just kind of tried to hold our shape and and make it difficult for them to play. Um, but we we wanted to show them that we could play too, and we have the ability and the players to to really hurt them. And it came out in in, in the course of the game. I think if you look at sort of the the end uh, towards the end of the game, maybe the last ten minutes of it. We did start to get a little bit shaky where um, yeah. Barcelona were, were sort of pumping balls into the box and, and giving us a, a bit of trouble. Um, and who knows what, what could have happened if, if the game went on for four, five, five minutes longer or so. But I think for, for the large part of the game, we, we really showed ourselves um, in our best light. And, um, you know, we, we came into the game with good form. So um, I'm, I, I think that we'll... We'll, uh, we'll wrap things up at OT and we'll have enough uh, to do so. And yeah, hopeful that we're, we're able to get to the job done, man. Nice. Um, and then um, obviously Jose Mourinho's Roma got beat by Salzburg 1-0. Another sour. I don't know if you man caught his press conference or a bit of it, but he was moving sour again. Sure. Very distasteful, man. But I love him at the same time. Um, <laughs> Shakhtar Donetsk v Ren. 2-1, 2-1 dub for Shakhtar Donetsk. Leverkusen v Monaco ended up 3-2 to Monaco. Juve, Nantes, 1-0. Um, Sevilla, PSV was a bit of a shock to me. 3-0 to Sevilla. Uh, Apparently they're getting pammed in La Liga as well. That's the thing. They, I swear they're in the relegation zone or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or close to it. Or not far off. So yeah, that was that was a bit of a shock. But Ruud van Nistelrooy, man, he's not, he's not doing too well with PSV at the moment, man. So... Yeah, we have to see what's, what what happens there. Um, Sporting Lisbon and Michelin, um, one or draw. But we don't care about all that, man. We need to get to the shits. Go and cover these Prem games. And there's no better way to start with this this particular title race. Because for me, yeah, like this, this title race, it's still early days slightly. 
but it might be one of the most exciting ones. Like, because I think like the Liverpool City ones, it was more tense, but not necessarily exciting. But this one, it swings up and down. Like, you don't know what's going to happen. And then you have a United lurking, acting like they're not in a title race. But points-wise, <laughs> and games played-wise, and games to be played-wise, you oh. man are very much in it. You man are very much in it. But I'm going to start with Arsenal and City. And obviously, the big game this midweek, amongst all this Champions League and Europa League games, was, of course, Arsenal v Man City, which ended in a 3-1 win to Man City. Obviously, then, um, Arsenal had to reply against Villa um, lunchtime this Saturday, and they ended up beating Villa in very, very fortunate circumstances. But good value at the same time. 4-2 to Arsenal. Um, all the pressure was then on City, and they, you know, buckled under pressure. They drew 1-0 against Forest. Money, Mitch. I mean, no. we don't even necessarily have to discuss these games in details, like what happened, etc. Uh, but mm. I want to discuss Eddie and Ket here with you, real quick. Okay. I mean, some are saying, not even some, your brother is saying he is the best second striker in the league or in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I think, he said, I think he said in the world. What a title, man. I mean, yeah. others are saying he's... <laughs> others, others are saying he's totally not ready for it. I think, like, in these past two games, we really needed to see Eddie and Ketia step up for Arsenal and be that guy for Arsenal. Of course, you, 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 you beat Villa 4-2 eventually, but in both these games, man, Eddie and Ketia yeah, have non-existent um, in terms of a return... Yeah. Ret- yeah, go on. Yeah, I, I, um, first, firstly, um, what you just said there, you said we beat Villa, um, on fortunate circumstances. I don't think it was fortunate. We second half we completely bossed that game. Um, and I'd even say they 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 sort of they backed off after a bit. Um, on on back on Eddie, uh, he's not going. He's never going to be a title winning striker. He's not that that striker. Um, I, I say Eddie is a great sub. He's someone good to get off the bench. You know, when you're, when, for example, when Jesus was injured, he's a good player. You'd be like, okay, Eddie, you got a run of ten games. Give me, do me, uh, give me something for those ten, 10 games. I would not have him as my starting striker. I wouldn't have him. Um, I think he would, he, his level for starting level is clubs like I'd, I'd say Everton, um, <laughs> mid table, mid table teams. You could see Eddie starting. Um, because I'd say he's on. Mm. He's if you put what's his name, um, Everton striker, Calvert-Lewin. Calvert-Lewin. Marpai. Marpai. That Eddie's better than Marpai. Eddie's better than Marpai, and Eddie could start. But what, fam, but what I don't understand. So what? Those chances that 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 Gabriel Jesus. I'm sorry, that um, Eddie and Katie missed. Yeah, isn't Jesus yeah. missing the same ones? Because I see them do. I I see them miss those but opportunities this is, this too. This is the difference, though. But he doesn't. Miss, no, 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 no. For this is what I'm trying to say. People will say like, oh, there's some chances. Yeah, some Arsenal fans are getting. They're very. Um, they're being very, very, very bad on him because there was one chance where the header where he jumps up. He yeah, that was a good header. He, he, yeah, was he was never. Yeah, that was a good header. And I had, I had people in, in the chat saying, oh. Uh, he should have scored that. No, he, he should have backed. Yeah, he, should, no. he shouldn't even got got up there to be honest. Yeah. Um, the one chance where I think, you but got then, but then he had, but then he had earlier in that game. Yeah, but then earlier in that game, he had a header in the first half, yeah, and yeah. even uh, there was this header in the City game as well. 
Yeah. Exactly. Bro, he should have buried not, it. What I would yeah. say is Eddie's problem is is his presence away from home. So when he's at home, when he's when the crowd's behind him and he's he's at the Emirates, you know his record is actually up there for goals per game in, in terms of playing at the Emirates. But when he's away from home, his presence is non-existent. He's not about. He doesn't he doesn't make enough runs through the channels. He doesn't hold his hold-up play is decent, but it's not amazing. Um, there's times when you think, okay, he's going to hold it up here, and then the defender just goes through him. Uh, he doesn't do enough to come and get the ball short because that's not his game. His game is in the box. So I think we don't play Eddie's way. That, that's the only thing I'd say. We mm. don't play for Eddie because the way we play is our striker needs to get involved in the play. And it's actually limiting Martinelli a bit because Martinelli, the reason why he was prospering so much against when Jesus was playing... Oh, was I hate Jesus this narrative, man. No, genuinely, think about it. Jesus likes to drift out wide. Martinelli's position, he's not an out-and-out oh. winger. He likes to go in, out and then in. Whereas Saka, if, if he's getting double teams, can handle that. Martinelli, if there's two players on him, can't handle that. He needs to drift into the middle to find more space. And Jesus offers him that space, but Eddie can't do that. There's times when Eddie at City, against City, I saw him in the middle of the park. I genuinely nearly had a heart attack because I was thinking, if he loses it here, it's, it's long. Especially with Jorginho in midfield because KDB was just run past him. So I, I would say people are being very hard on Eddie because... He's played well um, when he's had to. Fam, 100 bags, you're, he's being, you're being hard on him. Nah, man. Fam, you, you, fam nah, he's meant to be scoring those chances. We know, we know his level. The thing is, people are acting like they don't know his level. We know Eddie's level. We've always known Eddie's level. And I, th- I think, I think is, he sh- he sh- for me, Mitch, I think with Enketia, like, he had, when was his last goal? His, his last two goals were against United, right? Mm-hmm. From in the Premier League. Yeah. And I yeah. think at that point, Certainly, from the Arsenal fans that I've heard from, they thought that Eddie was beginning to find his feet to the point where we were actually going to see the best version of him. And he was starting to put together bits of his game that maybe people thought he didn't have. So we know yeah. that, like, instinctively, the main part of his game is that he's a he's a poacher. Like, And there's nothing wrong with being a poacher where you're most effective in the box. You get me the ball in the box and I will, I will make something happen. And it look, it did... I know you say that, like, we, you don't play to his strengths or Arsenal doesn't play to his strengths, but there looked like a time where, you know, it, it was beginning to work and there was a little bit of a formula. And to a degree, if you think about the chances that have landed at his feet within the last two games, he should be scoring. As a, as a poacher, quote unquote, he should be scoring those chances. So is it just a case of you just continue to back him because you're going to have to and you don't have anybody else to come in? Or are you going to completely strike him off as someone that's not good enough? It's like, I feel like right you need now, to kind right of pick your poison kind of thing. Yeah, right now we have to back. We yeah. haven't got no, no choice. We haven't got another striker. So this this is why I say to Arsenal fans, you just got to hope for the best. Like the chance against Villa, I thought to myself, all right, he's going to score here. Like I genuinely thought, okay, he's, he has to score. There's no other chance. There's no other. Like, how do you miss? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but he, he he has moments. So another game, he'll turn he'll turn that around and and score. And, and, and bag that because there's a there's a goal in the FA Cup against um, I can't remember who the team was it's a similar movement he's gone past um, Oxford he's United one. he skipped past the goalkeeper yeah that was one he skipped past the goalkeeper and then he slotted it away because he was and he was cool calm and collected there I think it was sort of a panic moment where he tried to run across the defender and the touch was poor um, but yeah as sticking with, we have to stick with him we haven't got a choice we haven't got another striker obviously when Zeus comes back Jesus will start um, and the other thing for Eddie is now is when 
uh, Balogun comes back. He moves, he moves even further down the pecking order. Yeah, he moves further down the line. I think we're going to get much more uh, money for him anyway, in terms of because he's signed a new contract. I think that's what it was anyway. He signed a new contract last year. Um, when he when he goes, let me t- uh, let me let goes, me let me tell you one thing, man. That Balogun is getting sold, man. The thing is, Eddie signed his, signed his contract last year. Balogun signed his contract last year as well. Um, I think they want Balogun to start because Balogun all can play across um, across the front three. He can play right, left, or down the middle. Why do you think right. he's getting sold, Drew? By the way, <sighs> I think he's. I think because I think like basically what basically what Mitch said, right? They both signed a contract, but they chose they chose to keep Eddie and loan out Balogun. And I think the reason for that is obviously his loan spell at Middlesbrough last was it Middlesbrough he went to Middlesbrough last season. Yeah, yeah. That didn't go that didn't go down too well. So I think like Arsenal, obviously, exactly. But I think obviously now they see like okay, he you know he has a, he has a goal scoring now and so he can do it. But I feel like if a team comes in. Because I'm hearing Olympic Marseille actually wants to cop him. If a team comes in with 20 to 30 mil or something for Balogun, maybe even more, 30 million plus, you think Arsenal will reject him and be like, nah? I don't think so. Oh, no, they'll take they And I know that. teams, <laughs> team, team, they'll take it. Teams will come for Balogun as well. I know that. Yeah. But Marseille aren't going to bid, Marseille aren't going to bid 50, 50 plus mil for, for Balogun. It's not going to happen. So the, You're not going to, he's not worth 50 plus mil. I said 30, 30 plus mil. 30 mil, we wouldn't take that. He's just signed a new mil. contract. Why would you take him 30 mil for a 21-year-old who's scoring so how much, 15 So how much goals? are you sending him uh, uh, in league R? So how much are you selling Balogun for? 50, if they offer 50 mil, we're how not going to turn that for? down. 50, you know. 50. Matt. If they offer oh 50 mil, we're days. not going to turn that down. I hate Arsenal. For... I'm telling you. <laughs> 50 mil. <laughs> think, of, think about it, Andy. Yeah. He's, 20, he's 21 now. And he's just had his season where he scored 15 goals. I'm not saying that. And he's just signed a new contract. You got to think about it financially. They're not just you, going to be like. You're oh, not getting that kind of bread outside the prem, man. But this is what I'm saying. Listen, not, man. Leeds, Leeds will give it, 35 it, mil. Leeds will give you 35 mil, and you man are selling him. See, but you're, you're saying that they're more likely to say to sell Balogun. Yeah, I think they're more likely to sell Eddie. The only reason I say that is because, um, I think you get more money for Eddie. I think you get more money for Eddie, and he's more likely to <laughs> to be bought by English clubs. I think. Clubs like so, you think you get more than fifty mil for Eddie? I think I think you get a good amount. Think Chai, you you, you're amount actually saying a lot, Mitch, man. That's a gas, nah. I'm done. I'm actually done. What you lot are gonna see? I've heard it all, man. I've heard it all. Hey, Spencer, Spencer, what do you think, man? What do you think? Bro, you chatting rubbish about 50. <laughs> 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 this is what you're coming back with. Foolishness. Oh, I think we've got, we got a new bike in season. it. Bro, he's having a good season, but 50 mil? Come on, man. For who? For Balogun? <laughs> you know, you know, you know I listen to what I'm saying. I'm not saying Balogun is worth 50 mil. I'm saying Arsenal aren't going to let him go for less than that. We're not going to We're not gonna let him go for less so than that. So you're saying that he's worth 50 mil then? Hey. That's what you're valuing, Matt, <laughs> exactly. because he's exactly. had a he's had a he's decent. Worth 50 mil to us, isn't it? <laughs> 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 All right, say less, man. Um, Charles, let me go to you. Um, obviously, Arsenal past couple of games they've been looking a lot more vulnerable defensively and looking um a less solid these last couple of games. I mean, based 
from this this particular weekend's result, do you think they can put the bad results behind them? Do you think they can go on the run now? They got the confidence back, or do you think like there's more hiccups happening for them? Um, no, they can definitely go on a run. Um, uh, actually, after the game yesterday, I had a look at their uh, their next fixtures, and I think they're definitely winnable games. Um, I think maybe their most difficult game coming up, maybe Leicester. And I think even that is a is a winnable game. Um, so uh, I think it. I definitely think there's still going to be hiccups. Um, I don't think it's going to be a clear run for Arsenal. Um, I, I've said it already throughout the season. I'm standing by. It. I do think Arsenal will maybe do enough to actually win the league. That scooped with the fact that I don't think City are consistent at the moment. Um, and I think Arsenal might just do. It. I just think there's a lot going for them at the moment, but. Um, yeah, there's definitely going to be a few more dips, but it just depends on how they react. But in terms of performances, I still think Arsenal are... Because um, even the Aston Villa game, don't get me wrong, obviously there was a few... Um, they went 2-1 down, of course, but Arsenal were creating a handful of chances consistently. Um, and I think they just got to tighten it up at the back because I, I think at the moment what's letting them down is um, they're having to come from behind or they, they know they're definitely going to concede one goal, whereas before... Um, I think it was a bit more difficult to get out of Arsenal, but all in all, man, I definitely think they, they still got a chance to, to to make a run of we need, to, to league. We need we need number five back. Ace. I was just uh, gonna say this, bro, because I was actually that. waiting for for this so Arsenal boring. Donny to say this. Yeah, Jorginho. so you don't, you don't think you don't think <laughs> so that calmly. Jorginho actually did job for you, man? More so in the no, in the no, Villa no, no, game no, no. See, rather than the City the game. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually the one that's been on Jorginho's side because a lot of Arsenal fans I talk to have been saying, "Oh, why are we Jorginho this, Jorginho that?" Jorginho on the ball is a very good player. Jorginho when we've got the ball, when we're in possession of the ball, again a very good player. The problem we've got at the moment is that we've got three very very slow midfielders. Mm. One that doesn't like to engage, Jorginho. He doesn't like to make a challenge, and if he's if you skip past Jorginho. I guarantee you, 100%, 99.9% of the time, he's not going to be able to come back and make a challenge. That is the difference right now. Once we get beat on that transition, it's it's over. They're straight onto the defence. Odegaard is not very good defensively. He can make a challenge, but he's not the quickest. Shaka, not the quickest. Jorginho, not the quickest. That as a combination, it's just not, defensively, it's not good enough. But we've just got to, we've got to work around it. And if you don't see it, if you're telling me that, oh, Jorginho's playing well, of course he is, but Partey is he's, he's a Rolls Royce. He does everything defensively and he does everything uh, offensively as well. No, I agree. I agree with the points you made. I can't lie. I agree with the points you made. But it's just I yeah. didn't want I didn't want to hear the discrediting of Jorginho completely, which I've heard from some oh, Arsenal okay. circles no, 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 in no. it. I yeah. think I, I genuinely think he's played he's he was our second best player in the second in in that second half behind Odegaard. Calm. Yeah. All right, let me go to Strizzer for this one. I want to talk City real quick because uh, obviously we know Pep Guardiola is a serial overthinker, specifically in like cup competitions. But whenever he overthinks in the league, and 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 um, you know when it matters, it, it always clicks. And obviously in this Arsenal game, he came out and said that he wanted in the first half he wanted to sit back, basically hit Arsenal in the counter, give Arsenal the ball. And we actually saw that play out. Arsenal had the majority of the possession; they had their lowest possession on the on the Peppers well. uh, But in the second half, they kind of switched it up, which eventually sealed the win. I mean, what are you making of City so far this season? And would they be the architect of their own? failures or downfall in this particular season rather than Arsenal being brilliant 
Uh, I think it's a bit of both, to be fair. Like I think Arsenal have obviously performed very well and deservedly are top of the league, but City and Pep are just not at it. Like Pep himself, the decisions that he's making, um, like Bernardo at left back and things like that. He come out at the end of the game and said that he made a mistake and like it's on him kind of thing, even though they won the game. Um, individuals aren't performing. Like De Bruyne has not been at the same level um, as he's been previously. And obviously the changes defensively, he recently brought Diaz back in the back line, which I think makes them better. But in general, I just think... He had a good game, man. Really at it. Yeah, he did, he did. I just think in general, like City, they're just not clicking the way they usually usually do. Like I, I don't think it's necessarily because they um, Pep's changing things around too, too much. But I just think, have they got the same will and want to win? Like, it's hard to keep motivating people to keep winning the league, like, season after season. So, I think it's a bit of both. Like, if City want to turn it on, we know that they can go on a run of, like, 10 games and win and back to back to back mm. to back. And I thought that's what they would do after the result on Wednesday. But, obviously, the the Forest game is, is, a, is a whole different thing. But, yeah, I think City will win it. But they, they're going to have to go on a run. And right now, like, um, I think someone said earlier, also, I've got some good fixtures coming up where I don't really see them dropping many points. So, we'll just see how it plays out. Just tight. Uh, before we move on, um, quick, quickly, um, I just want to go to press for this one. I want to talk to talk about Aston Villa, sorry. Yeah. Um, because I know it's in Emery's post-match interview, he suggested that despite Villa looking good value for the win, or at least a draw, sorry, they did not play in the way that he wanted them to play. And he suggested that certain players were not following his instructions. So, you know, obviously they were playing the long balls. Um, they weren't playing it on the ground, playing it from the back. Even saying that um, Martinez coming <laughs> coming for the corner last minute, he didn't tell Martinez to do that. <laughs> Emery is, is quite an accomplished manager. Like yeah. he's 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 achieved a few things in his career, but it seems like players do not rate him. Like what what do you think it is with him? Like it, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like is it, it only in Prem or is it like in Spain? He he gets the ratings from the player. What is it? I think Emery has a, a way in which he wants to play football, and he's very much rigid in how he wants to play. Um, But if you maybe look at him as how he approaches his players and, um, you know, the the standards that he maybe holds the players to, aside from the tactics that he wants them to, to, you know, he wants them to um, put out on the pitch. I think they're two separate things that you have to consider as a manager and maybe the 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 personnel level or the the people management side of it he's maybe a little bit passive so yes he's a like you say he's accomplished what he has with um you know with uh, different teams the spanish teams whatever europa league but maybe and and this is just kind of what i get from like you say in press conferences in in post match interviews and in interviews where he has qu- quite a timid nature about him and I don't know if that's something that kind of translates over to the players where you know that he doesn't really hold them to that standard because he doesn't have that authority about him so maybe it it has something to do with that um um you know where they're going against his instructions which really you think of certain managers like your peps like your your clubs like you know even your ten hugs this season you you wouldn't 
they would the players wouldn't dream of, of going against um, you know their wishes. So yeah, I think it's probably a little bit of that to be honest. Yeah, shout out Emery man, he nearly done it, but shout out him. Uh, let's move on. Brentford v Crystal Palace ended in a one 0 draw. Um, Brighton v Fulham, Fulham shockingly won zero um, one at the Amex. And then, um, yeah, Chelsea v Southampton, which ended up in a 1-0 win for Southampton. Um, Southampton actually done the double at Chelsea, on Chelsea as well, which is also a shock. Um, a Ward-Prowse penalty, um, not really, but a free kick from a decent position. <laughs> um, he bagged. Uh, and what killed me even more is that win, they're still 20th in the league, in it? Like, that win even moved them up anywhere. Um but Strizza, man, let me go to you because Chelsea, another day and another loss for Potter. People blaming it on them being in transi- transition. Uh, but for me personally, based on the money spent, I'm not buying that excuse 100%, to be honest. Um, for you, what's the worst and best Chelsea can do this season, realistically? Is top four still on for them? Can they go lower than 10th? What, 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 what do you think will happen for them? I think top four is done for them, man. I can't lie. Like, obviously, mathematically, it's possible if they were to go on a run, but I'm pretty sure they're like 10 or so points off the top four. Um, So that's not really that many points. I think it's more the performances, man. They just don't look like there's any sort of cohesion. Anyone knows what they're doing. It's like a team full of individuals rather than like a collective. There's not enough leaders on the pitch. um, And Potter's just not getting the best out of them. Obviously, it is a transitional period for them. Like, and it's going to take time for players to gel. You know, all the talks for Potter to get sacked and things like that, I don't necessarily agree with. But they should be performing much better than they're doing right now, man. With the players that they've got, yeah. the money that they spend, like, it's not really it's not really on. And, like, Southampton, they can't buy that. Well, they couldn't buy a win under that Nathan Jones. They sack him. You, and you <laughs> think, that's a, that's a free points, man. When you see Southampton at home, you're thinking, that's three points. So... To lose that yeah, man. Is, is is alarming, man. Like Alarm bells are ringing. But I think if I was looking at it right now, I think they'll finish top 10. I think they'll finish outside the European places, maybe 9th, 10th. Because I just think the teams above them are all better. That's, cra- that's-, that's crazy for Chelsea, though. When you actually think about it. But is this, is this us accepting that now Chelsea aren't being held to the same standards that they were when Abramovich was there? Because... Boy, like if he was local, this wouldn't be a thing, really, in it. But that's yeah. because people are are blinding it on a transition thing. When really, mm. you spend hella peace both both windows, and this shouldn't really be happening, to be honest. Yeah, you should. You expect at least a level of performance where you can pick up points against a team like Southampton. You can't mm. really talk about transitions and be like, "Come on, like." Even like every team has transitions to some extent, and like you, you get rid of the old guard as such. Um, but like, yeah, I don't think that that warrants. I think that's just a, a freak result for them. But from what I know, I didn't watch the game properly. But Chelsea had their fair few chances. Um, but but I think in the end, it was it was too, yeah. I think their keeper just done a madness. Do you man just quickly? Do you man think that the the right thing to do would be to to sack Potter at this stage, or do you think that's kind of a pointless move you then yeah that, but then you go you go against everything that you've based your whole entire thing on like like longevity buying players for the future um 
they signed them up to a six-year contract, so you can't tell me that there was a, a, a situation where they thought they would be letting them go, like, regardless of results. I think it'd be silly. Um, I think you have to give him at least a preseason just to show what he's about. But, bro, if he keeps losing, then <laughs> we all know how Chelsea fans can get in it. I don't know if they would give him that much time. Yeah. Well, the man that won him out already. Like, yeah. I don't know what Jake yeah. obviously thinks about it, but, like, they paid... Brighton big money just to get him out of yeah. that his contract there. They've mm-hmm. obviously spent a load of money with him. How much? How much of that and how many of the players he actually wanted is a different question. But I think you've got to give him time. You've got to give him a preseason. You've got to give him obviously next year. And then if it continues, then you get rid. But I just don't think you can. Who you I can think the pressure. I think the pressure really really hits on him if they get out of the Champions League because yeah. I think people are almost saying like, "Cool, the Premier League is done now." Whatever. But I think they're sort of hoping that they go on a good run in the Champions League. Um, so I think if if he, if they come out against Dortmund, I think that's when it could get very sticky for him very quickly. I think, yeah, like obviously, I think Press has alluded to this like a few episodes before. But do you guys think we've probably overrated Potter? Especially if we're looking at the job that the Zerbi is doing at yeah. Brighton at the moment. And people are saying... Have we overrated Potter a little bit since he hasn't really even nah. done that much for Brighton, regardless? Or what, what are we saying? Uh, nah, you can look at it. Yeah, go on. Doing well, yeah. He, he, yeah, he, sorry. Even though Deserby's doing well, yeah, like that is Potter's team, isn't it? He's, about to say. He's, he's continued it. But, but like, Potter built that team, had them playing well even beforehand. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Deserby's done a great job to continue it. But that was his work. And I just think he deserved an opportunity at a bigger club to show what he could do. And I think... Did yeah, he though? Like Did he though? Like a, do, do you... Do, 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 I, th- I think yeah, it Press was... Yeah, doesn't pre- agree, man. <laughs> I, think, I think it was... A, I'm not saying that Potter didn't have the potential to be a great coach within this league, right? But I, I think the move was premature. I don't think there was... He built up enough... Enough of a resume... Yeah. within his time at Brighton to say that he could take a job as big as Chelsea. I think it's I think it's a punt. I think Chelsea, if you look at their hiring history, especially in more recent times, they tend to, and this is obviously under the Abramovich uh, regime, but they tend to hire based on accomplishments. They tend to hire based on put your medals on the table. Show me what, show me what you could, you can, you can offer me. I, I understand that the approach is different now, but, in terms of Potter as a manager, like I just don't think before, prior to um, him getting this Chelsea job, his last two finishes, he finished in the top 10 for the first time under Brighton last season. Prior to that, it was like, you know, hovering above the relegation zone with good performances, but not the results to back it up. You know, I'm just thinking like, ah, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I think it's premature for Potter, but time will tell, man. Time will tell indeed. Uh, Money Mitch, let me go to you, man. Because do you think, like, in the summer, are there any other players, like, not signed in the last two windows? I'm talking about your Havertz, Sterling, Golo, etc., that need to be moved on from this Chelsea team? And not in terms of, like, yeah, they've got a lot of numbers, whatever, but do you think, like, their time is literally done? Because for me, Kai Havertz, done. Absolutely done for me, but... I'm not sure about like the Sterlings and the Angolos and that. So what, what do you think? Uh, do you mean just the from the full squad, yeah? 
the strike. Who, who needs to go? Or the ones that they've reached? The yeah, yeah, the, the full squad. So not the Donnies that... The full squad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you give that team to, like, I'd say a top manager. Um, I think they make they make them do something. Um, they, they, they perform better than they are right now. Uh, I think you've got quality all over the pitch. You've got young players. And you've got experience as well. Um, I just think, I, I know obviously everyone's saying that Potter was, you know, deserved, some, there's a debate whether he deserved the, the position or not. I think it, it was too quick of a jump or too big of a jump too quick. I think he needed something else mm. before he went there, yeah. um, which is what the trouble is. Because there's players there that are good enough. The only players I'd say that that would go, as you said, Havertz, that's probably he's just, he, he, he's living off the Champions League goal um, and obviously the Super Cup goal. Um, yeah, Kante is obviously hitting injuries now. But other than that, I'd say, you know, that squad Rahim? is good enough. To, Rahim? At least, no, but he's, 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 he's a good player. He's, only last year he was scoring for Man City. He's good enough to be in a, in a team mm. that's fine for the top four. So Chelsea have got enough players mm. to make the top four. But they've got zero zero goal difference, like lost eight already. It's <laughs> Fam, crazy. Let me tell you, there will be a manager that will take this job if Potter can't do it in it because there's just and, too and much quality well. in his team. You know, and so. they'll do Facts. well. And I, I think, yeah, I man. think it's, it's. I think you give this team to a Conte or something like that. You get, you're only mm-hmm. gonna get a year or two years, but you're gonna get. Ah, oh, please, least. please don't give it to him. Don't give it to him. Don't man. I, I, Conte, man, I, I reckon Lewis and Rike or someone like that. If they're, if they're looking yeah. for something. Yeah, that's what people are screaming. Yeah. Yeah, facts. Uh, let's move on then. Sean Dyke continued his winning run after the Merseyside loss 1-0 to Lee. 1-0, he beat what, Leeds 1-0, sorry. Um, Bournemouth beat Wolves 1-0. And then uh, my Liverpool done our first... Is our, nah, it's our second back-to-back this season. Dubs... Um, away to Newcastle, the only team that's beaten Newcastle this season so far. Um, Char, let me come to you, man. Um, <laughs> how significant is this particular win? Because obviously, um, we've won our games here and there this season. But first of all, this is a back-to-back. And second of all, it was away to Newcastle, who themselves are not in a great run. They're not on a yeah. great run, but they don't lose, in it? So... First of all, what did you expect and how significant is this for us going forward? Um, I think, first, well, firstly, I just want to thank you guys for doing us a, a bit of a favour. Um, I always, always love when you take um, <laughs> points of, 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 some, of a team that's directly below us, so cheers for that. Um, no worries, but, fellas. <laughs> uh, but anyway, back to, to Liverpool themselves. To be honest, I think you were well worth the, the three points, man. I think um, Newcastle being Newcastle, obviously, given the, their form, especially at home, um, they started really quickly, um, but I think once you guys got into the, the rhythm of your play, um, yeah, it was one of those games. And obviously, then <laughs> the 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 situation of the game. The red say, card. Um, my man just decided that he wanted to, to 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 see blood in it, and then he decided he wanted to come out of his box. Um, obviously. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking, but he check, be- check his bet. Yeah, three, man, six, five, it was so bookie, man, because he, he, he didn't he, have to. He do made that. he made his cousins. He made his cousins rich, man. Yeah, he made his cousins yeah, rich. Check the WhatsApp groups. <laughs> Trust me, but um, yeah, that obviously flipped the game on his head. But I actually think even at that point, obviously Liverpool were in control, but Newcastle were still worth them. Like it wasn't a formality game. 
Um, I think obviously in the end Liverpool sort it out well, but but Newcastle definitely had a few chances even with ten men. Um, Sam Maximam was mm-hmm. still the like live wire. Um, I think you you guys were mentioning it, but I don't know how you happy you were with the overall performance. But I thought like at that point, you three points was just needed in it. So. Um, yeah, man. All in all, um, it was it was a deserved performance. And yeah, as I said, thanks again for the 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 three points taken from from Newcastle and the Nick Pope actually. To be honest, because you you guys might be the reason why we collect silverware next week. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, uh, you're very you're very shame you're very shameless <laughs> for looking down when when you're in a title race. First and oh, foremost, relax, relax, second relax. Of all, <laughs> we're just happy to be here, man. We're just happy Se- to be here. <laughs> Se- second of all, um. Personally, I thought we were extremely lucky, man. We were extremely lucky to I'd agree. Uh, at least go one one nil ahead. Because that yeah. first team is that first ten minutes that you mentioned, yeah. If it wasn't for Allison and the, ty- yeah. the saves, the one on ones that he pulled off, brother, we would have been two 0 behind ourselves at that point. So, yeah. and that is within the first ten minutes. So. By the way, he's Go still on, the Mitch, best. He, he's he's still the best keeper in the league. Even though I know stats will tell you otherwise, Allison for me is still the best man. That guy is nuts. Like where you guys would be without him is a it's a different a different conversation. I don't know, boy. <laughs> you don't know, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, to be honest, what I was going to say all, that, um, yeah, yeah, with the with the game, the first ten minutes, I think you sort of. I wouldn't say lucky because obviously you know you got there is there's a reason why you got the goalkeeper because uh, he, he saves you. Um, he did save you a few yeah. times and there was there was some chances that they had in the second half which they could have put away. The what's his name, Callum Wilson one. He's got a score, right? Mm-hmm. He has the bag. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there is there is chances. There's, Newcastle will probably come out that game and think, all right, you know, we were unlucky um, to lose to to lose. Um, if certain things went in our way in our favour we would have won that game on another day that's how I think of it um, anyway. yeah yeah. so do you think that is kind of just for, for sorry Drew do you think it's one of them ones where for Newcastle at this point it's kind of just like just charge it and we move and we'll just try to regain you know some some winning form because I'm looking at their record and of course yeah they've held a top four position for some time but there's not a lot of wins in there. They're not losing. And I, I, I mentioned this last week. They're not losing. However, um, you know, if you look at the, the teams around them, I'm pretty sure the teams around them have more wins than them as well. So even like below and above them. So it's like, you just have to think a few bad results that don't, or a few results that don't go their way. They could find themselves like in you know, firmly in the mid-table. conference league. Yeah, man, conference league positions mid-table before they know it. So if they don't start picking up wins, it was all well and good, you know, you know, maintaining that no losses, but they, they need three points in order to sustain um, any good position in this league. So yeah, hopefully they turn it around, man. Nah, I agree with you, man, because I think prior to this game, I was talking to Kenna and I was pretty confident that we would win this game, but just based yeah. on their... Um, based on their form, basically, like I thought, like if we don't go there and at least be confident of collecting free, then what what are we doing there? You know, because at the same time, yeah, we're playing poor, but we are still Liverpool, and I feel like even like a Chelsea should think that way, even though you're playing poor. You get me? So, yeah, man. So, at, at, on one hand, we were good value; on the other hand, we were lucky. But um, thank God, um, Gakpo and um, Darwin Nunez collect, collected the goals. 
Um, and yeah, now I've got a lot more confidence of us um, actually making it into the top four. A bit peed off that Spurs one today, but that doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I think I think no, we might we might get there, man. Don't worry, Spurs they'll bottle at some point anyway. <laughs> exactly, Relax, exactly. Um, let's <laughs> <laughs> let's move on then to um, the champions elect number three, Man United, beating Leicester three 0 And press, let me go to you, my brother. Because yep. obviously the one-man carry job continues down Newman's side as ever. Um, you, you actually was a Trashford connoisseur for a long time. Yep. I mean, how long do you think he can sustain this level? And do you think he's at a, he's performing at a world-class level? But do you think he is world-class or he's firmly knocking on that door if he keeps going? He's firmly knocking on the door. Um, I think mm. he he has to maintain you know, a, a, a sustained period of this level um, to be considered a, a firm world-class player. I think he's playing at a world-class level, like you've rightly said. But, you know, we know what the last 18 months to two years looked like for him before this rich vein of form. So I'm not saying that he could regress to that level, but we know that there could be another side to Rashford in terms of, what he doesn't do too well or how he doesn't look as good. So I'm happy that he's performing at the level he is. Um, and I hope it does continue for as long as it, for as long as possible, because as you say, he is our main source of goals at the moment and everything is going through him in an, in an attacking sense in, in, in a, you know, shots on goal sense. You could even say, because, you know, the likes of Weghorst, you know, we're not really getting many shots out of him. He's doing all the passion. He's doing all the the red face and, Man. you know, slack people, neck people collar thing. People are saying Joe Linton 2.0, you know. Oh, man. Boy. Like, I, obviously, just touching on Weghorst quickly, like, what he does off the ball in terms of his working and, you know, trying his best to just put himself about and galvanise the team and, you know, raise the standards in terms of pressing um, and, uh, yeah, just working more. He's he's doing that fantastically, but he was brought in because we need someone to put the ball in the back of the net and he's doing everything but that at the moment. And there was the, the sort of question mark as to whether we're playing to his strengths or whether we're doing enough to kind of service him. I, but, yeah, can I ask on. you a question? Yeah. Is he doing more than Marshall? Not for what we need him to, no. In your opinion? Not for not for what we need him to. Mm. I mean, like I say, um, he's doing all the intangibles to a fantastic level. But in terms of getting into the box and being a threat, I mean, he's not that at all, man. Like, if he was a weapon, he'd be a pea shooter in 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 terms of like his efforts <laughs> his efforts towards goal and and what he does to actually contribute to goals he's just not I mean if maybe that's a little bit harsh because his performance against Leeds he obviously got an assist and he was um a big part of of Rashford's header for that for that win but yeah it's just I'm not Char might have a different opinion but I'm just not seeing him enough from him to to say this guy's a goal threat, to say this guy is worthy of being a striker for Manchester United. Mm. Nah, man. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's just not it. 
it's it's fine though because he's free <laughs> and <laughs> he didn't have to like he's a he's a um, a feeling at the moment but yeah man I can't lie he's not gonna be Vic, the one Vico, Vico or... landing in the summer yeah yeah man hopefully man inshallah inshallah man but um to be honest look, at the end of the day it's, it's laughable by a, a lot of what you thought we were going to be a stick in the mixer team now he's playing but he's playing number 10 um but yeah he's given us everything else in it that's obviously still as important in in in, in our game the way we're playing we're playing with different variations too so i know he's not scoring the goals but he's doing what he as long as we keep winning then i think it's it's a, a loan well served in it but it's fine yeah. margins charman it's fine margins, you know, bro. It is. It is. It's so weird to me, man. Like, obviously, good on him. He's scoring all these goals and that. But for me, I don't know what it is. I've always been the the thing of like his general play isn't good enough for me. Like, um, you're was, boring, man. You're you know, so out. boring. <laughs> no, no, <genuinely>, so <laughs> boring. That's like you know, killed me. Like, I'm, I'm oh my saying, god. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Look, genuinely, let him land. Let him land. Output wise, he's he's you know right now. You know, it covers, it covers, and you know when a player's in form and he's bagging, it covers the cracks. It covers what's, what, what is the cracks. Plays, You're telling, no, hey, so, hey, don't Whoa. invite him. It's, don't it's invite crack, him back. I want to hear crack this. Hold on, hold on, I want to hear this. What's the, what's the cracks? Me, what's the cracks, Mitch? For me, the cracks is Rashford gives away the ball too much. Rashford, <laughs> um, in, in the final third, he's generally not right now. Right now, he's, he's going to shoot and he's going to score. That's it. The player's in form. But, he almost panics on the ball normally. Um, and it's so frustrating. <laughs> did you see it? Like, did, did, did you watch the game today? No, I did. I did. I watched his so goal. So did you watch the Sancho goal? Um, did you see his play, his 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 play part in that get that goal? Uh, I didn't actually see the Sancho He was goal. the yeah. root of the build-up, mate. He was the, literally the root of the build-up. Didn't finish, didn't hey, score, well, didn't well, assist. This is what I'm saying to you. But this he was around. It's surprising me. It's, it's actually surprising me, yeah? Because <laughs> I've always... Even the United... You know the Arsenal-United game, yeah? I, I thought Rashford played rubbish. I thought he played rubbish. He got a good shot on goal and he's scored. Let me but let me tell you what is with Rashford. Let me tell you as with Rashford very quickly. Yeah, at the moment the way we are playing and all the like the positions of our attacking play mean that if in, he doesn't really get that much involved in our build up anymore, and you, which is you, good for him. You, really, you realize that more the fact that we've got Weghorst playing yeah. number ten, and obviously that means that Rashford can play up top. It, 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 Rashford hasn't actually been playing out wide for a lot of our games recently because for me, I think Ten Hag realizes that Donny's a sharp shooter now, bro. He doesn't need three or four chances to score. It's not a guess, bro. It's actually not a guess. He's got the, he's got the most yeah, goals yeah, yeah. in Europe since the end of um, the World Cup, bro. Like right. I think good he's on, above good everyone. So so you you think you think um, you think that he's he's he just looks stinky in the build-up and he doesn't do anything. What I need to... What I, what I'd say is, but it's probably, probably your, your, your manager said, look, minimise your time on the ball, get <laughs> get in the final third, shoot. That I think that's probably what it was. He said, get on, get on the last um, last defender. Genuinely, because it's, it's yeah, amazing. Well, he, it's simpli- but yeah, simplified yeah. his game and he's, he's, he's bagging. <laughs> Mitch, I, I don't know about, I don't know about Strizza, but I'm not backing that, man. He's, hey, he's talking about cracks. Job. That's why he's smoking, man. Like, like one after the other, isn't it? This been like, like, hey, walk one. You know when you're rusty. Uh, <laughs> it, what you're saying? He's had a man. Jesus. <laughs> Let me. This is this is actually my next question is actually for Mitch and uh, Strizer. 
Like, obviously, United are also in the news because um, a takeover is looking to happen um, very soon. I think bits are already been placed by uh, Qatari and uh, Jim Ratcliffe. Am I am I correct, United correct, boys? Yeah. Jim Ratcliffe has also, yeah. Um, like, as an opposition, obviously, United is about to get takeover. No more Glazer, Rare Tater. That new oil money, boy. But Come on. Let me get that burka. <laughs> does this does this take over? Does this take over? And especially if it's done by the Qataris, does it does it worry you guys? Hundred percent. Nah, man. Hundred percent. Brother, look at United team, yeah, today, uh, for example. Let's, I, I don't let's think say about that let's team is very yeah. good. Yeah, like mm-hmm. on paper, yeah, I don't think that team is that great. But they're playing well. They're getting results. To be honest, I thought the first half an hour Leicester were on top, and they probably should yeah, have scored. But at the moment, United just find a way. The other night at the new camp, thought they were fantastic. Again, on paper, don't think they're that great. So if they get back in, obviously Ten Hag is coming and it's, it's just, bro, for me, performed way, way ahead of what I thought he would do. Like, I didn't think United would get top four, if I'm being honest. Um, so, and he's, he's got the backing of, obviously, of all the fans. There's a unity there. If they get money and then they... they continue to spend or whatever they get rid of like the toxicity from the board the glaze etc but it worries me 100% because I feel like at the moment yeah with United there's a real like kind of off the pitch and on the pitch there's a togetherness and when that when that's there it's always going to be like a, a frightening prospect if they get top four mm. if they were to win the Carabao Cup they get top four and they get taken over but it's been like a big big season for United yeah, man, that's yeah. a real objective well, oh, Mitch, take, man. Um, Mitch, what, what do you think? What, what? See, Mitch, Mitch is going to say he's wrong because Saka, Saka, he's not Rashford's not better than Saka. Hey, yeah. why are you, you said you're not worried. You're hurt. You're hurt about it. Yeah. Alright, let's stick to the topic, man. Mitch, why are you not? Why are you not worried? I'm not worried because right now we're going toe to toe with oil money, the best manager ever. Uh, oh. and to, to we're top of the league. Like it's not, it's nothing. Let him come. Let Bro, him come. it's one, se- it's one season, you know. But this is what I'm trying to say. Like we, to be honest, we've gone, mm-hmm. we've gone to, we've played this season. When, when you look at the, the, the teams like Arsenal, Man City, quality wise, the way, the way we played on Wednesday is we, we can, we can keep up with them. We can keep up with them. And though they have, although they have better players than us, I would say squad wise better squad than us. But we've been able to do it on a minimal, minimal squad. So why would I be worried if United so all of a sudden start going? They're going to be going after the same players anyway. City, they'll end up like that, and then we've just got we just got to better ourselves. That's it. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I'm I'm halfway where you are, Mitch, but not quite as subjective. But for me, like I'm I'm not worried in the sense of like in 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 terms of like um in terms of like the toxicity of the of the board that 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 might go that that's what i'm worried about because obviously long long made a toxic live but in terms of like personnel and players incomes etc i think over the years united have always been you know top 3 in terms of like spend and also in terms of like the type of players that they bring in i don't think in that in that particular sense obviously united fans you might you might have a different views on, view on it but i don't think in that in that yeah. particular sense thing will change Per, per yeah. se, so that for, for me, if if a takeover happens for a club, I'm more worried when it's like a Newcastle, when it was like City, because there's those are teams that are traditionally not outspending us, and then now they're gonna get those players. But United, if the player wants to go to United, they will go to United in it, and they will probably only reject United if 
they don't fancy the money, but they fancy another project. So, I've, in that sense, I've, yeah, I, I can't say I that hear, I'm too worried hear, about the safe over, to be honest. That, I hear Drew on that one. It's almost, it's almost, yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be a different pool of, say, of like profile of playing yeah. player players that we are tr- mm. that we want because we have a manager that actually has a clear vision of how he wants to play and the profile of player he wants. So there's going to be more focus in that sense with the money that he's given. So I hear what Striz is saying there, man. For me, it's not even just yeah. that though. It's the infrastructure around United too. Um, when you talk about our stadium, you talk about um, our like trade facilities, even the, like the area around. Old Trafford is 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 way below par when you actually go around sort of Man- the Manchester City area, um, and I think that investment, I think uh, the the Qatari bid means that they're going to buy their club with no with no loan or no debt. Um, I think yeah, as as Drew said, and as 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 we're still always going to attract the, the 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 same caliber of of player. However, without the constraints and without the actual the, the issues that maybe have have sometimes meant that a player has gone elsewhere um, rather than come to us. Because when you come to our, when a United when United have come knocking over the last what five six years, it's been uh, is this manager really going to be there for the foreseeable? Uh, what's the style of play? Um, where am I going to fit into what's the, the project? Yeah. What's the project? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. United isn't the best in terms of like um, the, even though it's it's, it's still a, a world class facility, it hasn't got the, the the best facilities in 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 the Premier League at the moment. Whereas now. Um, with that investment, it, it's the full picture now. Um, and, and yeah, with Ten Hag there, people have a clear idea how we're going to play. So, yeah, it's exciting times for us, man. I can't lie. Yeah, I get that. But you still manage to get the Sanchos, the Varane. Yeah, yeah, the calibre of player we signed won't change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, in that, that, in that yeah. sense, in that sense, I feel change. like if you if you wanted to get Mbappe in the Glazer, you probably would have got him if you wanted to... You, you, you know what I'm saying? So it's yeah, not yeah, like... Yeah. I don't know. But I get what you're saying in terms of like maybe because of Tenak and the project now. But now... Maybe like, yeah. a, let's say like... They will, they will actually choose now. the United now yeah. instead of... Exactly. Like, yeah, because there's going to be there's exactly, going to yeah. be players that, you know, other teams, other big clubs will want, right? So when it comes to mm. weighing up which club they might choose in terms of a project, we, we, we're in a better standing. Do you understand? Drew, l- l- let me put it this way. Yeah, like, yeah. Bellingham, Bellingham is meant to be like Liverpool bound in it or like somewhere else bound. Or other, like, remember he rejected United. Everyone obviously heard about that. Now, if we get taken over by Qatari money, uh, we have obviously Ten Hag who's, who's obviously going to um, g- looks to invest in, in, in a midfielder in the, in, 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 in the summer window. Why, why is the Bellingham thing impossible now? Whereas now he's not being linked to United at all. If we get Champions League football, um, that, that that's definitely a conversation to to revisit it because obviously United are screaming out for a box to box midfielder. Um, so so yeah, man, it, I think it just changes just changes everything really with us. Good times, man. Good times over there, man. <laughs> Hate to see it. Um, let, let's let's celebrate one more thing in terms of United boys. Um, statistically, DDG as well. He has something to say as well, right? He has the most clean sheet in your history. He yep. does. Is that, is that he correct? Does 140. He overtook. He over. Yeah, he overtook Schmeichel, and I mean, start of the season, it wasn't pretty for him. They were saying he was not the goalie for Ten Hag, but since then, he's he's seen a mini remontada. But mm-hmm. when it's all said and done, yeah, how will DDG be remembered? He he's a club legend, man. For United. He's a club legend the best for sure. Over Schmeichel, because um, he's got a title. Uh, not many, not many people in your nah. team got a title, but he's got a title. I don't even. I don't he's know. If I'd, put him, I'd put him. I'd put him third. 
Yeah, behind Van der Sar and Fink. Yeah, yeah. Behind Van der Sar and Schmeichel. Yeah, me, me okay. too. Me too. Me too. Why though? Why third? Uh, he, don't get me wrong, he's won the league for us um, and he has been an integral part of our squad. But when I look, when you look at the United Greats, Schmeichel and and um, obviously Van der Sar, they have all the pedigree, they have the, the actual skills as a keeper and they have the, the accolades. Um, when you actually look at, to, um, when you actually look at the, the, the time the gay has been there, I think we've won one Premier League title, one Europa, FA Cup and... Uh, the was, that, was that his fault? No, no, not his fault at all, but, I didn't, but he just, he represents the, the period of time where we haven't been successful. Yeah. And not to say he's been the problem, but it's just uh, no. that he's been a part of it, if that makes sense. Is, is it, is it, it's, it's, it's kind of like... Nah, but that's my thing. But that's my thing. He, I don't think he's been the problem at all. He's actually been the one to keep you even afloat, even. Yeah, no, definitely to period. some extent. In that for Mourinho, yeah, yeah. Van Gaal period. But but you you have yes. to, everything has to be taken in account into account when we're talking about the greatest legends, ever yeah, like, legends to play for for United. You know everything has to be taken into account. Yeah, but then and, but then Van der Sar and Schmeichel had the benefit of being in better teams then. But Van der Sar, it's not like that. that you're you're moving like they were playing in like Chelsea 08 teams or something, bro. Like United were still teams like like we typically have always been te- a team that concedes chances and these keepers made big big saves and big big moments for us um and this like when i think of the gear same thing um and probably more volume um but you can also flip it on flip it on his head and say that's because of the teams that that the gear was playing and we conceded way more chances which meant he he could show exactly. time after time after time how good he was yeah. if that makes sense so it, it depends on where you want to look at it, in it but the gear is definitely a club legend but for me if you ask me, like, who am I picking out of the three keepers, like, to win the league, I'm probably going with either Van der Sar or, or Schmeichel over De Gea, personally. Yep. All right. Say less. We got, we, we, we got that um, nailed down then. Um, Strizza Spurs, 2-0. Back to winning ways. Uh, but I wanted to talk about one thing before, before anything else. Um, Hung Min Son. Because I think earlier in this season, uh, when when it wasn't going so good for him, he started. He was he was on the bench and he came on and I think he scored a hattie as well, right? Was it a hattie he scored or a double? I forgot. Yeah. But hat trick against Leicester. It, a hat trick, yeah. So it seems like this season, Hung Min Son is more effective from the bench. What are you telling me? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it looks like that because I think he's started twenty games, scored once, and then he's come off the bench twice and scored four so he has obviously statistically done better but I just think in general like Son has just not been on it I don't think he deserves to start um, at the moment but that's not to say he's a super sub Mm. Um, he's a class player so he he should make an impact whether he starts whether he's on the bench obviously this season has been disappointing I think he deserved to be dropped from the team a few weeks ago if I'm honest Um, and just because he's come off the bench and scored today and looked good, I still wouldn't start him against Chelsea next week. I'd put him back on the bench. Um, I'd, I'd play Richarlison again or play Dan Juma, one of the two, because I don't think Son has performed at a level to be to to, to deserve to start. Um, and he's got great previously it. when he, yeah, like when when he came off the bench and and obviously I thought, okay, cool, he's he's going to kick on Leicester game and then he didn't. 
I know he had the little facial injury. I think obviously that maybe had an effect. And then he scored against Palace and I thought, all right, maybe Son's going to kick on. And again, he didn't. So I don't think him scoring is going to make a difference. I think he still needs a whole bench. But obviously, I'm glad he scored today, man, just for confidence. Why are Pedro Porro and uh, Dan Juma not playing at all after signing? I I don't understand. Um, to be fair to him, Emerson Royal's actually been playing well. I thought he was very good against City. Um, then was maybe a bit unlucky not to play against um, Leicester the following week and we ended up getting slapped about. And then he's come back in the team and played well. And again, today on the score sheet, defended well. So I can understand Toro one um, to a certain extent, but Dan Dreamer doesn't really make sense. Obviously, we've got a lot of players and everyone's fit again. Like Kulisevsky has to play. Kane has to play. And then there's one more spot on the left. And I think where you've got Son, Richarlison and Dan Dreamer, Dan Juma is probably obviously bottom of the pick and all that, but I don't see why we brought him in if we weren't going to give him mm. minutes. It doesn't really make sense. So I'd like to see him get more minutes. Um, we've obviously got the FA Cup coming soon. If we can beat AC Milan in the return leg, there's still games to go in the Prem. So I think he'll get minutes, but I just, yeah, I don't really understand it. I feel like for us, if we're not going to, if there's no point bringing a player in if we're not going to play him, I would have rather us address different issues then go and get like another attacking player to just for him to just be on the bench. Like it makes no sense. Even Lucas Moura coming on today, why not give Tandruma a little twenty minutes at the end of the game? Yeah. So has yeah, he has I, he I don't know about obviously that. Conte's been obviously not not been on featuring on the touchline. How long has that been for now? A couple of weeks? He was back for the Leicester game. He was he was at Milan, right? In the Milan game I saw him. Yeah he was yeah he was he was in Milan as well, yeah. Um, so and then you, like he's now yeah. stayed in Italy to recover. Okay, got it, got it. um, Do you think do you think that him being kind of in and out has maybe impacted the integration of the new guys? Potentially, obviously he's not there in training and things like that. But I know that Stellini, Ryan Mason, and Conte are in close contact. So yeah, I feel like it's still him picking the team, even though he can't see things in training day in day out he's going to obviously be getting reports back from the coaches so it's definitely a him his decision it would have been his de- decision today not to start Son um, but I'm sure it probably is a factor I think for me like the whole Conte stuff obviously health comes first before football always but yeah. in some ways like when Conte's not been there we've performed better and I, I don't know whether that's because of pressure. I don't know if it's because... Because sometimes I'm looking at Conte and he just doesn't even look really like the same. There's no energy on the side. Mm. There's no real passion. Like we know Conte, for obviously he had an illness so that could have had, had an effect. But I just feel like that passion isn't there. So having a different person in the dugout is helping to improve improve our performances. But like, I, I don't know if you man watched the game today. I don't think we were great. I think it was two poor sides like I, I, I think West Ham are terrible Tricks. Um, Tricks. but we got the three points but I weren't impressed like do you know what I mean so I just think it, with us at the moment every time I watch Spurs I spend more time on my phone than I do watching the game because it's so boring <laughs> like but we got, we got the three points today man so oh man nice one man nice one alright man it's, it's a bit late let's head over to the bar uh, Money Mitch yeah, I thought I'd have a shot just for, you know, first day back. Um, my shot goes out to Jorginho. Um, a lot of Arsenal fans were doubting him. 
Uh, but I think since since well the game on Saturday, he showed what he can do. Um, and obviously, until number five comes back, um, I'm happy that he's holding down the fort. So my shot goes out to Jorginho. Shout out, Jorginho. See, Stris. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I weren't here last week. Um, so I, I wasn't able to to give my, my shout out to Sir Harold. Obviously, our record goal scorer, <laughs> 267, legend, hero. You know, I was a bit emotional today, man, seeing him walk out of his picnic and like, obviously the, the fans were holding up the, the little sign and it said Harry and he was the captain and bro, I can't lie, I was tearing up, man. Like, I can't remember last season when he wanted to leave. I was like, get him out. I don't, I'm, I'm never going to like him. I'm never going to feel the same. But just seeing him there, man, like, what a legend. I just, I really hope that we can win a trophy this year, man, for him because he's just, he's just, yeah, he's just, a, he's probably just everything like to the club in it has he has has he surpassed berbatov in your in your rankings yeah (laughs) yeah i can't lie i think he he, he's my favorite ever player harry kane now a hundred percent man like legend so yeah i just wanted to give him give him his props man and i thought he he was a bit bad today though he didn't play well but but yeah in general man he's held us up this season so shout out him and yeah shot for him an arsenal legend man Yeah, shout, shout out Harry Kane for that, man. Um, I wanted to have a shot as well um, for Christian Atsu, man. Obviously, oh, yesterday yeah. we heard the unfortunate news that, um, yeah, that he was he was found um, under the rubble, but of course he didn't make it. Yeah, um, right, 31 man. years old, he's about the same age as myself. Um, obviously, he's played for Newcastle, Chelsea, Vitesse, name it. He's played for a bunch of big European clubs. Um, so yeah, man, and also for the Ghanaian national team, so obviously for us, it hits a little bit harder, man. So yeah, man, rest in peace to everyone, to everyone that has suffered actually from this because even this earthquake that's happened, a very random earthquake that happened at that particular area, um, it's very peak. Um, but yeah, my shot goes out to Christian Atsu, man, for real. Rest in peace, rest in peace, man. Um, yes, and thank you guys again for listening to the pod. Uh, my name is Andrew, aka Rapping Drew. We are the VBP boys, and we out. Peace. Peace. Blessings. Blessings. Hey, Kyle.